Whether it's 80s fast food, cool guides, look of the day, or not how girls work. There's a sub for that. Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host all day, Willie. I'm your host at least once a week, Scott. We're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in about 30 minutes. And if you like the show, you can find more of us on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Or cashing in our winning lottery ticket at a gas station in Illinois. How does this feel? You did it. It feels warm, like the inside of a tauntaun. Yeah, I had that smell too. I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what that is. What do you think the smell is? I don't know. Well, it's, it's clearly you haven't bathed since the last time you were here. And you hadn't cleaned the table since the last time I was no, here. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was very, who was that guy who like peed in bottles and left those all over his house, let his fingernails grow out? My Uncle Todd. Yeah, exactly. So welcome back to Blue Room Studio. We are live right now. If you're wondering, Scott and I are excited because we're doing this in person with one another. Feel these nipples. <laughs> I've been doing it all day already, buddy. <laughs> well, speaking of excited, Willie, we both like movies. It's it's something that we enjoyed pre-pandemic. It's something that you are enjoying again in person now in the after times. I don't know. What do we call these? Endemic Just, times? End, yeah. Is it is it back to end? Are we still in the pan? I, I would hope that we have been cooked and we're out. And at this point, we're all just trying to survive. The things that we love about movies are are what? Like the big action sequences, the celebrities. What what gets you, what really grinds your gears in a good way when you go and see a movie? I think you know, Scott. I love the mountainous terrain, <laughs> the peaks and the valleys. All the the, the curves. And everything. Okay, so you like the people. You like looking at the hot bods. Showgirls, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's got to, I mean, to me, it's got to be the action set pieces. Or if you do a good storyline, that <laughs> Willie, is also Willie goes good. to movies for the articles. That's why he goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why I go. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna bring something up here that maybe you thought of, maybe you haven't. Because this week in movies... The title is Please Bring Back Voice Actors and Stop Using Celebrity Voices. Our favorite website, Gizmodo, uh, <laughs> talking about how in the upcoming film, DC's League of Super Pets, you have Kevin Hart, you got Dwayne Johnson, and a whole host of other people that you might have recognized. But are the celebrities that already look good and, you know, are totally rule number one, be attractive. Right. Are they taking away the jobs from the people that have faces for radio or voice acting like you and I? Are you looking for a career change, Scott? (laughs) Absolutely. You can reach out. There's at... Subforthat.com. But I will say, I read this article and I completely agree. There's something that takes me out of an experience when... I watch the Lego movie and I know that that's Chris Pratt or Mm -hmm. I go see Moana 
And there's Dwayne the Rock playing Maui. Now, do you inevitably get yourself sucked into the character, find joy in the movie? I specifically brought up those two examples because I think they're good examples of where a famous actor can voice a big character and the movie can still be great. But it does take me out of the experience in most situations. I find that with movies like the Lego movie, where it's mm-hmm. pretty much a stacked celebrity cast, that's one of the reasons you're going to see it. Yes, it was it was a great story, and all the Lego CGI was amazing, but that was after the fact. They still had to get butts in the seats to go see what the Lego movie was actually going to be about. And then there was actually some celebrities that ended up playing the human characters in there too. Spoiler alert, sorry. But when you're talking about Moana... We have no idea who this person playing Moana is. Brand new princess actress. Dwayne The Rock Johnson makes a cameo as one of the characters. Not necessarily like carrying the film. Arguably the the second most important character of the film. Sure, but he's supporting actor. Sure. But I didn't go see that movie because Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in it. You know, I was going to go see it because it was a Disney movie in the first place. So that type of film, I think it, it brings something to the table. It's just like a little cherry on top of something we already know is going to sure. be good. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like having this big cast of people I've never heard of. And then maybe you're like, oh, that person's Danny DeVito. Like, oh, I didn't know Chris Pratt was going to be in this one as well. So like I'm more okay with that rather than just getting a whole film of you know there's tons of great voice actors out there Tara Strong, Billy West, Tom Kenny, John DiMaggio, Dan Castellaneta like all I know these people, all those <laughs> names. Yeah, of course you do. But like these people you rarely see them in front of the camera. Their job has been to entertain us from behind the scenes, so to speak, from their inception. Do, do these big celebrities come and take their jobs away? And are you okay with this? And, and maybe it's just something like there's a space for everybody to have a voice. But I think we're seeing a lot more that studios are just saying, like, why do we need to hire somebody like a Kevin Michael Richardson, like a Hank, Hank Azaria or Nancy Cartwright? I think that the talent it takes to be a voice actor is a different level of perfection than you get out of being an on-screen actor. And I don't necessarily think that they're one-to-one transferable. My guess is that these studios are saying, I already have a relationship with Chris Evans. He's been in all these MCU films. We're going to make this light year film. We need a titular character who is going to bring people in. Mm -hmm. Who's that, that person that we can put on the, on the top of the, the marquee, marquee yep. and bring people in, that's going to be a Chris Evans. Now, did that movie do well? Absolutely not. For other reasons, probably not because of his performance, but could it have been better if they brought in somebody who is specifically in a position to voice that character who just does voices? Like the guy who played Zavala. He's done on-screen mm-hmm. roles. Yeah, I mean, he's in Resident Evil right now on Netflix. But also, he made a living from doing voice acting. I don't know if these studios are just looking to make a little extra money or if 
they see talent in those actors. My guess is that it's probably there just for money. Yeah, Lance Reddick, who we both love from Destiny, he was also on, I think, Fringe and yep. maybe a couple other things. Great voice, great actor. I would I would say like the people that know him, yes, he is not playing Captain America, but if I saw his voice for a character for for some show that maybe I already knew the story, like that would get me into the seat just as much as it would some famous celebrity who's known for their on-screen uh, from something else. Speaking of actors, some of which we enjoy and some of which we don't, did you see the controversy this week? There was this whole story that started to break out because this company named Yard did a climate change study on the carbon footprint of these wealthy elites. And what they found, and a lot of this was because there was this story that Kim Kardashian was taking a flight that was like 20 minutes long. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So then Rolling Stones took it. They led with it. But this week in the subreddit Entertainment... It says Taylor Swift clarifies that she wasn't even on most of her 170 plus trips her private jet took over the last year. Did you hear about this? I I saw the title. I was thinking of, well, that's good that she's using it for jet share or whatever (laughs) that private jet company that people need to use is. Like I mentioned before, I have my own jet. I take it. Every which way, so I'm kind of partial and biased oh, yeah, uh-huh. in this story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me read one of these lines from the Rolling Stones. It says, "Drake and Jenner both appear on this list, but they're actually nowhere near the top, which is occupied by none other than Taylor Swift." According to Yard, Swift's jet flew 170 times between January 1st and just July 19th, totaling. 22,923 minutes or 16 days in the air. Listen, her nickname isn't T-Slow, all right? She's got places to be. She's got to get there quickly. I, th- I think this is okay. You think it's fine? You're going to hold this line. I understand what you're doing here. It's fine. I don't even care. So she, she clarified, though. No, th- this is the story is she clarified that it wasn't her on the jet every single time, right? Yeah, the the <laughs> AV club has a follow-up that says, oh, I essentially loan my jet out to others. See, so while it's in my name, it wasn't me. <laughs> she's she's a charitable person, and uh, we will not besmirch her name on this show. <laughs> <laughs> she's just giving in the best ways That's right. Stay tuned for our interview with Taylor Swift uh, upcoming on the podcast. <laughs> okay, Scott. So call <laughs> <laughs> you have a choice here do you do you entertain the idea of hey buddy we're doing really well for our show we want to get flown out to venue here mm-hmm. to go do a thing mm-hmm. right and they're like you can take our jet it's free it's taylor swift's jet but you have to stop drinking out of plastic water bottles uh <laughs> yeah so i i still use single-use plastics and I'm sorry to everybody I just offended. And my own body for all the microplastics I'm putting <laughs> into it. <laughs> I still think, though, I still think that even if I were to drink 
a bottle of water or several bottles of water every single day, my contribution to the negative impact on the planet does not meet that of giant oil corporation A, B, or C. Although maybe it's kind of all tied in because they use the oil to make the plastic. I don't know how things work. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I will say that there's little bits that I've I, I've stepped a foot over the line of saying, how can I improve my individual carbon footprint? Which relatively does nothing. You've already acknowledged that. Well, it's clear that we share our jets, Willie. We don't... <laughs> We both have tandem jets, and oftentimes we'll just take them together yeah. and land separately, one right after another. <laughs> Do you know, there's a number on that. There's a recycling number on there. What's the number associated with 1-800-451-8500. <laughs> the recycling number. What go, There's usually a number around the little recycling logo. I, I'm not, on this one, there is none. So it's on sometimes the imprinted in the plastic okay, on, on the bottle. Hang on, hang on. I'm looking at the light. It's a one. It's a, do you know what that means? It's the best. I don't fucking know what that it's means. First either. place. <laughs> I'm drinking top notch plastic here. You can't have pizza, but let's say you did have a pizza. Mm-hmm. Stiff, supple, greasy pizza just lands in your lap. We're going to talk about pizza later, Scott. So just I just need you thinking about I, it. I'm already there. Domino's right here. It it's why'd you choose Domino's? You'll see. Okay. So you open it up on your erect penis because really, if you can't have pizza. It's that little table thing, except it's bigger than that. I just want everybody to know. Are you sure? Okay. You know. What? <laughs> are, are you recycling the box when you're done? You eat the pizza in one sitting, of course. Yes. I'm thinking that the food grease and stuffs that is left over doesn't affect it, even though... It absolutely does. It absolutely does. <laughs> There's a local pizza shop in Minnesota. And I, I was talking to my partner about this a few days ago. We had Pizza Luce. And I open up the box. We eat the pizza. And I'm like, you know that you're not supposed to recycle the boxes because they have pizza grease on them. And then I noticed that they had a little liner on the inside. I was oh. like, they have a liner. I can probably recycle this. So then I flip the box down and I look at it and it says, you can compost the box. Okay. Where's so, the last place you saw to compost something? Outside people's houses when I drive by? Just the garbage. Just all the garbage <laughs> in people's yards. <laughs> uh, yeah. D- don't even get me started on composting because it's... I don't know how... I know it's like you just throw your garbage in some dirt and let worms eat it and poop it out. That's composting. I think the moral of this story is we're going to see a ton of different stories about like these elites doing these crazy things. But I think that is all just a misdirection to divert our eyes onto an individual versus the companies that are really the bad. 100%. It's, it's a big war at the, I guess, psychological level. Right. Are you going to hate the rich people that have all this money that are politically opposite of you and maybe are calling for things that you don't agree with at a political level, read between the lines, sheeple. Read between the lines. Who else would convince somebody that Taylor Swift's jet is the problem that we should be focusing on? Rolling Stones, you royal fucks. What's your agenda here? Yeah. Yeah, Rolling Stone. 
I thought you were uh, I thought you were for the music. I thought you were rolling in it. Oh. Dun dun dun. Well, speaking of things that are upsetting people, this week in anti-work, I know. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> but there was a post titled recently started as a mystery shopper and honestly can't believe what is expected of these employees. Have you ever seen those ads like become a mystery shopper? Do Scott, this. I cash. was a mystery shopper for a while. No way. Mm-hmm. How long? One time. Just one time. <laughs> well, you're in good company because this person wrote, I'm a PhD student who had just started mystery shopping for some extra cash. I cannot believe some of the interactions I'm supposed to have with these employees. For example, I got an assignment at local electronics company. I'm supposed to be interested in a streaming box like a Roku or a Fire, etc. And I ask an employee for help. Well, the employee I interacted with was super helpful. I told him about my TV and what I wanted while pretending to not know much about technology. He said that, honestly, it didn't matter which brand I bought and that he found one in particular brand to be pretty user-friendly and it was great for new people, but otherwise it was just okay to get the lowest cost one. He made sure I understood how it plugs into my TV and ensured that I had a way to connect it, and he made sure that I was taken care of. I, that checks a lot of boxes in right? terms of a, a consumer sales experience. That's just how you want to be helped out, right? You just want the truth. You don't need all the bells and whistles. You don't need to upsell anyone. Uh, so that's not what the employee was supposed to do, however, mm. according to the mystery shop. He was being evaluated on his ability to push me towards one specific brand in particular and tell me every single feature of that one. He was supposed to push me to have somebody come out and install it for me, make eye contact, smile, introduce himself by name, make sure every single streaming box brand was mentioned and offered in as in stock. If anyone asks, he totally did all those things and I'm not going to be a mystery shopper anymore. Good on this guy, because that was similar to my experience when I was doing research on this. We're talking back in early to mid 2000s. I wanted to make some extra cash. I was in college and thought mystery shopping. I go to the mall all the time. Let's let's figure this out. What I discovered when you mystery shop is you're signing up as a contract employee, essentially, that you can just get a text message or an email saying we're looking for shoppers in this area to go to X or Y business. When you say yes, they'll give you a list of things that need to be covered. Right. Now, who do you think is sending out that list of things to be covered? The, the Their own employer. That business is yeah. contracting out to these sh- companies that hire these contract employees to say, we want to analyze this type of experience, send random people in to do it. But it goes a little bit further than that. Most of the time, the leadership in those businesses or within an area, Minnesota, for example, those leaders would know, hey, guys, we have secret shoppers in the market for this period of time. You won't know if they're coming to your store. They might. But you have a sense of when that's going to happen Yeah, to try to be on your A game, to yeah. try to get good analytical data. You would assume that in a business like this, what you're looking for is this objective data of how the experience actually works. Does it lead to a sale or not? Right? 
Sure. It sounds like in this example, we're being led to believe that this is going to get that employee in trouble. It doesn't look well based on the checklist. It's very unlikely that the employee would. They would use that to analyze, does this work? Does it not work? And then, in, because they're not going to be able to get to every single employee. So who's going to be the unlucky one to be able to do this? This isn't like a check your ID or get fired because somebody tried to buy booze and they were 17 years old. Right. No, it's maybe, yeah, it's it's uh, one of those things where is our training being effective? Mm-hmm. Are we teaching it out the right way? Is it being absorbed by our staff? And can we change things if we actually want to go down this route? I don't think that this is necessarily a practice we're seeing often anymore. I haven't seen those ads anymore. It's mostly hot moms in my area. You get hot moms, I get hot dads. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Scott, speaking of things in your area, when is the last time you ordered a pizza? Uh, oh, 2004? Let's dive down the rabbit hole that is a Reddit AMA and answer a few questions from Moon 3 who says, I am a former Domino's pizza worker in the UK. From how the pizza trackers work to the most unhygienic practices, I have seen it all. Ask me anything. Mm. Or not. Mm. <laughs> the first comment here says, when I used to work for a pizza place, we had a blacklist of customers we wouldn't deliver to. One description for a customer was answer the door naked with his penis and erection. Okay. <laughs> and then tried to invite the driver in. What is, according to this AMA, the best reason your Domino's has blacklisted anybody? Oh, boy. Uh, Okay, I have not read this article. I did see, I think I saw the title. But how about you just read it? Read it. Okay. Okay, Moon says, nothing as exciting as an erect penis, but... Just some people trying to scam us out of pizza or complaining every week. But some guy threatened to come down to the shop and bite me outside. And I was like, welcome. Come on down. Surprise, surprise. They never showed up. Lame. Ooh. What topping would you recommend never getting on a pizza, Scott? 100% pineapple. What the fuck is wrong with you? Don't do it. It's so good. It's so not good. Ugh. Okay, here's, you, here's, uh, what I want, here's what I want everybody listening to do. All you weird Stranger Things fanatics, it's not, it's not good. Here's exactly how I want you to do this. I want you to get thin and crispy pizza from whatever your pizza shop is. I want you to do double pepperoni and pineapple. Ugh. And it's just like salty, which kind of would kill you. Savory and then just the sweet little bits. Ooh, and then if you want to go a little bit further, just drizzle some hot honey. It's a little hot, little Mike's hot honey. Just drizzle. If I suddenly got the ability to eat pizza again, I would make sure that I never, until the day I died, would never eat a pineapple pizza. It's just the worst. It's, <laughs> it's the worst thing. I would rather never eat pizza again well, versus being given the option of like, you can only have pineapple pizza or you can never eat it again. I would eat every other food on the planet. Oh. I would eat a pineapple whole as long as it's not on a pizza. Scott, pineapple has changed. 
How? It's in drinks, I guess. I don't know. This <laughs> Jay Moon Jay Moon says it's tuna. It's just tuna. That shit reeks. Once we touch it, it's on our fingers forever. Wait, you put tu- you can? That's a thing. Would you take tuna or pineapple? Oh, I would a hundred percent have tuna on a pizza. Go get the <laughs> f- out of here. <laughs> The question I think that's on everybody's mind to end some of this AMA, I'll link it in the show notes so everybody can go find it, said, did employees ever break the law on food hygiene practices? Ooh, that's, I don't know if I want to hear this. I had several friends work at a pizza place when we were in middle school, high school. It was like their first job. Right. I never, I never partook. I went and worked for Subway because I was an artist. (laughs) (laughs) and like every man in general you always thought it was bigger than it was yeah it's never really full full (laughs) not until the law tells you otherwise (laughs) further down into the comments they do say that if somebody doesn't show up for a delivery they just eat it they get to eat unless it's a really gross pizza that has tuna on it but they'll eat all the ones with pineapple i mean good for them probably a lot of people that just hope they never show up. Jay Moon says, well, my manager once picked a pizza up off the floor oh. and without batting an eye, put it in the box and sent it to the customer. Probably happens a lot more than we realize. God, I want pizza so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, I think since it's been so long that even a floor pizza wouldn't get me down. Like ups and it's time for... It's sometimes good. It's sometimes not. It's time for ups and down votes with Willie and Scott. Last week, Scott, you lost the battle. No, I won. You won? I won. All right. Flipping a coin. Heads or tails? Did I win? I don't know. Because we forgot to record the second thing. Whoops. (laughs) But if you want the others, if you want... The inverse ups and down votes. Head on over to our TikTok. We promise stories. We promise they'll be there this week. All right, call it heads. Heads, it is. Yeah, son of a bitch. My upvote this week is in relation to something we've already talked about in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is from World News. Ba-da-dun, ba-da-dun. The first one hundred thousand kilograms of garbage were removed from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch this week. It's being run by this thing called The Ocean Cleanup, theoceancleanup.com. Even though 100,000 kilograms seems like a lot, there's there's actually a lot going back in. People just, for some reason, think that dumping their garbage into bodies of water and it just getting carried into the ocean is an okay practice. All I got to say is at least Taylor Swift didn't use her jet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a kind of a backhanded upvote. He, here's a couple of things that I want to add to this. Mark Rober, a much larger YouTuber, just, you know, he's a smidge, smidge larger, was on Hot Ones this week. And one of the questions that was asked of him was, you did a project with Mr. Beast where you created a machine that can go into oceans and clean up a bunch of trash, trash. Talk about what that experience is like. Go to the show to watch his experience. But one of the things he said was, when I first saw the trash, I thought, how would people 
do something like this? What would incline them to just put their trash in this river so that it gets down to the ocean? So they went further up river to see some of these communities and they're just living in, in squalor. They have nothing. They're almost living on trash heaps. And this outside of that narrative is something that Vox has shared that a good percentage of trash produced in first world countries gets put in shipping containers yeah and shipped over to these other countries that don't have any place to put it so now they're stuck with our garbage yeah we sell it off where are we the baddies yes <laughs> i think what we need to do is just track taylor swift's this... jet and see where all the trash is going <laughs> I think we need to, uh, or your second cousin needs to open up a garbage to the stars rocket business and uh, just offload it. Let's make space our new ocean trash heap. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of stars, Scott, oh man, what a downvote. This is just, it hit me so hard this week. I don't, it was really difficult. Um, <laughs> There was this post from, I don't know whether to feel like, am I going to laugh or am I actually going to feel sad? Because my downvote of the week is actually really sad. Yeah, this is from uh, people.com. It said, Taylor Armstrong joins Real Housewives of Orange County, becoming the first housewife to move franchises. Do you know why this is my downvote? Because it's about reality television? Who the f*** cares? Why? <laughs> Reddit, I expected so much more from you, and instead you're giving me this garbage? Can we just acknowledge that Real Housewives... Did you find this in the ocean? Like, that's how much of a trash story this is. <laughs> I need somebody legitimately to tell me why they think there's value in a show called Real Housewives, because this is such utter trash <laughs> like jersey shore those show like there's nothing that is remotely positive about a show like this no. there's nothing that brings you value half the people that are watching this show are probably sitting on their couch eating floor pizza <laughs> <laughs> and thinking why am i so depressed i can only agree with you i have i have nothing good to say i honestly can't believe reality television still exists in this day and age how soon until we have a reality show about people that didn't make it in the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm I'm waiting for this Disney crossover. They're like, let's okay, we've run out of characters. Let's let's put them into a, a real sidekicks of the DCU because it's probably going to be that first. Let's be honest. I think the boys. That's just one of like the side narratives was Deep having his own reality TV show. Oh, yeah. And I think they did a good job of quite literally making fun of this type of narrative. And God, it's just all of these things I think need to go away. They don't provide any value. And thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Find more of us on our socials and we'll see you next week.